February 24th, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Afnundale Damudbet at the second line, the last word of uh, on the line. If you recall, the Gemara had cited a Beraita and then it was elaborating and explaining it. The circumstance situation was Mishkav Zachur, a circumstance of relations between male and male. They found sourcing in the Beraita and then afterwards in the understanding of the Chachamim. They found sourcing for the Onesh, the punishment of Sekila for such a situation. Then the Gemara at the top of Dafnun Daledamudbet asked, uh, Onesh Shama'anu, we found the source for the Onesh, punishment both for Shochev and Nishkav, both the passive and active uh, uh, individuals in this act. What about Azhara Minayin? Do I have also a warning? Of course, a warning would make it that it's not only punishable with Sekila, but if it was done Bishogeg, there's a Korban Hatat as well. Generally speaking, when we talk about the Anish in these contexts, we're talking about Pesukim and Vayikra Perek Kaf. When we're talking about Azhara, we're talking about Pesukim and Vayikra Perek Yod Chet. Said, said the Gemara, or said the Beraita, Tamud Lomar, Ve'et Zachar, Lo Tishkav Mishkevei Isha, To'evahi, that's the Pasuk that says that a male should not be shochev, should not have the relations, that's the active side, with another male, that's the warning. Okay, well now we have a warning and a punishment for shochev. We have a punishment for nishkav, again the passive side. What about an azhara, what about a warning for a nishkav? Keep in mind, again the Pasuk just said, ve'etzachar lo tishkav, tishkav means to sleep with. It means that's the active side. And says the Gemara, so we, we now have Lamanu Azhara La Shochev, Azhara La Nishkav Minayim. What is my sourcing for the Nishkav, for the one who is passive, that they have an Azhara as well? Tamud Lomar, the first derasha over here as a source goes like this Lo Kadesh Mi Israel. The word Kadesh. I guess loosely translated would be a, uh, a prostitute or a harlot of some sort. What's that? How do they translate it? That's what it's got to be. That's what the word Kaddish is in this context, which of course has an irony to it because Kedusha we generally associate with holy matters. It's like I've said on many occasions, lots of times. What's that? That's right. That's right. By Yehuda, there was a Kedesh Abaderich. That, that shortish of Kof Dalit Shin, again, generally associated with positive, in this context, very much the opposite, not so crazy, because you're dealing with someone or something who is separate. You can separate yourself positively, you can separate yourself negatively. It's as we've pointed out on many occasions, there are a lot of these ironic words, ironic shorashim, which could be both positive or negative, depending on context, which again, at its core, it's really just a thin line that separates. You either separated yourself to be positive, or you separated yourself negative. Anyway, the pasuk says lo yeh kadesh mibnei Yisrael ve'omer, and then the pasuk in Sefer Melachim says ve'gam kadesh hayab ba'aretz asu kechol hatoevot hagoyim asher horish ve'gomer. It's a gezerah shava of sorts from pasuk in the Torah to pasuk in Melachim. In both the Torah and Melachim, the pasuk uses the word kadesh. In Sefer Melachim, where we're learning from to the Torah, it's a reference to To'evot. To'evot is a reference to the word we had. It's a three-way gezerah shava. To the word we had in the Pasuk that described earlier on Dafnundal Damud Aleph, the relations of male and male. Which means to say, when I read this Pasuk in Sefer Melachim, and it says, V'gam kadesh hayab ha'aretz asu kechol ha'to'evot, 
That word to'ivot triggers me to understand what's the context. It's talking about mishkevezahur. If it's dealing with that, I now take that word kadesh. Which, again, how did I know over there that pasuk was talking about mishkevezahur? Because of the word to'ivot. And the word to'iva was used in our Torah by uh, mishkevezahur. That was the pasuk we mentioned yesterday. And now I take that pasuk which uses the word kadesh and I inject it into our Torah which uses the word kadesh again. And I say, it, it is a rare to find such a thing, and so usually when, when that question is asked, we say no, it wasn't a gezer hashavah. It was a gilui milutabe alma, just revealing what the definition of the word is. Less than learning a law, it's just revealing the circumstance. So the answer, but anyway, that's rare. And secondly, I thought it was a second question. It's a three-way gilui. Yeah, that's, that you find. That you find rare, but you'll find such a reality as well. Is one right? You have toiva to toiva. I'm just saying three pesukim. Three You're right. It's two linkings. It's three pesukim. Toiva to toiva, and then kadesh to kadesh. It described that to us. Now, uh, what I would suggest, as I will in the next derasha over here, is that this was a halacha. Oftentimes in the Gemara, you'll find either they're discovering a halacha by means of the pesukim, or they're, so to speak, revealing a halacha that they knew by means of the pesukim. And it's hard to distinguish. Sometimes it'll be explicit. Usually not explicit. When you have a Gezerah Shava, which is coming from Melachim, and it's a three-way linking, it's, it triggers in our minds the possibility that this was a Masoret. They knew this was the Halakha. They're now searching for call what the Gemara sometimes refers to as an Asmachta Bakera. You see, Asmachta oftentimes is associated with the Isuri Midrabbanan or Chova Midrabbanan, Rabbinic. They're just leaning on the Pasuk. You'll have from time to time a, uh, a Derasha, which is Migale as opposed to Mehadesh. Uh, the Midrash talks about the difference between the two. It's probably what's taking place over here. The Halakha remains, but that's the Derasha. I mean, if you thought, if you thought that derasha raises eyebrows, well, listen to that's Divrei Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Akiva Omer, and Osari. Says Rabbi Akiva, you don't need to go that far. To'eva, to to'eva, Kadesh, to Kadesh, and turn, we're talking about Azara, la Mishkav. Rather, Harehu Omer, the Pasuk which we had as an Azara, for the Zachar, to Zachar, the Shochev, it said, Ve'et Zachar lo Tishkav. Now just take a look for a moment at that word tishkav and realize that we don't have nikudot on it. And if you have open a sefer Torah, it doesn't have nikudot either. Instead of reading it as tishkav mishkeve isha, kari be says Rabbi Akiva lo tishachev. Read it instead as tishachev. Tishachev means will be laid with, which means the passive recipient of mishkeve zachur. Uh, that being the case, this derasha says that the pasuk, although clearly the way we read it in context and understanding, is referring to <coughs> the active side, uh, we read it as both active and passive. How are we doing so? We're changing the nekudot. Are we actually changing the nekudot? If someone's reading from the Sefer and Shabbat and they read it as Tishachev, we yell out loud and we correct them. So what sort of derasha is this? You'll find derashot like this in Gemara. The Gemara Masech Kiddushin and Daflamit has it by Pidyon Haben. The Pasuk talks about Tifdeh. We read it as Tipadeh, both Tifdeh and Tipadeh, that women are exempt not only from getting Pidyon Haben, but from Doing pidyon aben, it's a mitzvah on the father, that's the derasha, but the pasuk says tifteh, the active, not the passive. 
Karbe Tipade. The Gemara at the beginning of Masechet Hagiga, maybe Daf Bet, Daf Gimal, has a derasha about the word Yerae and Yirae. As a derasha on, on Ali Allah Regel, a person who's blind is not mitzvah, is not commanded in Ali Allah Regel. Why so? Says the Torah, well, you're supposed to be seen in the Mikdash. That's right, you're supposed to be seen. If I'm blind, I'm still seen, am I not? No, don't only read it, be seen, yerae, but rather read it as yir'e, you'll see as well. What sort of derashot are these? I mean, it's a nice derasha if you're, if you're interpreting it and teaching messages. We're learning halachot from this. We're exempting, that's kula, exempting a blind person. We're exempting a woman from pidyon haben. Over here, we're bringing forth an azhara, which will have together with it an onish, a korban, from a derasha of that sort. I would suggest, again, this is a, potentially, this is a limud, which is migale. It's not mehadesh. It's something that we're working with and we know and we accept. And we're now looking for what we'll call a gilui bakir for that halakha. It's a fascinating thing that we're able to do that. And the reason we're able to do that, of course, is because Sifre Torah are written without Nikudot. And that, in the eyes of many, is purposeful. Sifre Torah are written without Ta'amim and without Nikudot. Why so? Perhaps our Sifre Torah should have both Ta'amim and Nikudot. If we have Safi, if we have tradition and how to read it, why aren't they written in such a fashion? Radvaz, Rabbi David ben Zimra, asked this question in one of his Teshubot, and he suggested my words, but what he, what he states, he suggested that would take away much of our creative capacity with regards to Torah. If the Torah was already, uh, keep in mind, we lament the Gemara and Masechet Gitin and Daf Samech. We lament the Torah Baalpeh being written down. Can you imagine if we didn't have any Torah written down? That would be an amazing thing. I say it with a smile, of course, because we wouldn't remember anything. But in an ideal world, you have it all as oral, but the idea of the Torah Baalpeh being oral meant it doesn't ever become static. It's always dynamic. It's never codified. It's always something that's being developed. Assuming it's in the right hands, assuming it's being done l'shem shamayim, assuming it's done in the right, it's all that sort of stuff. But we don't want it to be written down. Can you imagine if the Torah Shvichtav was never written down, so to speak? The primatan Torah, ability to tap into truths. If it was written down, okay, so that's not a reality. The Torah needs to be written down, as does Torah Shbaalpeh, as the Hachamim say, et la Adonai Heferu Torah Is there nonetheless room? Is there nonetheless an invitation for us within Torah Shbichtav? to find new interpretations, to creatively dissect and understand it, this is one of them. Says Radvaz, no ta'amim. Says Radvaz, no nikudot. It's an invitation to the hachamim. Now go into the Torah and interpret it, understand it. It's not static. Certainly it's devar Hashem. Certainly it stands. It's it's situated there. But I've given you a capability. During the summer, in in a different class, I pointed out as well that Ezra HaSofer is according to one according to one interpretation he's the one who brings forth whether it was there and he brings it forth or whatever the circumstances Ta'amim, the idea of Ta'amim, Ezra is the one who's doing so. Ezra has a whole new vision of Torah. Instead of it just being chanted and accepted, it says, Ezra, let's understand it, let's interpret it, let's add song to it. That's this type of derasha you have here in the Gemara. It's a derasha. I mean, we kind of have it every day, but every day we don't really derive a severe law. Al-Tikre halichot el halachot is more an idea. Kol ha-shonei halachot b'cho yom v'tach lo shil ben ha 
That's not, as a result, going to break the bank on us and turn us into people who are uh, subservient to something because of that derasha. It's a reality. We know we're supposed to learn halacha every day. We understand what halacha is. Over here, you're, you're meriting a, a punishment for this derasha. Instead of reading it as tishkav, read it as tishachev. I mean, that's an amazing thing. Tiften, that's, that's what I think is A, taking place. What's that? Punishment is there. We have that. It's for azhara, but uh, twofold. Number one, enon shin elayim ken mazirin. The Gemara says in several places, which means to say, although you have it explicit in pasuk by your onish, if I can't find the azhara, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. I'll end up, if I couldn't find this azhara, I'll end up saying that pasuk is only talking about uh, the shochev, and I'll find some derasha for the, for the mishkav. But I'm telling you, if you can't find an azara, we would get nervous and we would say, you know, something like that. Again, you're right, we're going to find it ultimately soon, but that's the point. The point is it has to be there, and, and, and you're making the point for me. In other words, if it's already an onish, you're making point from, from my first issue, if it's already an onish explicit, and I know we're not going to be onish unless we're mazhir, so it means the azara has to be there, I just need to reveal it. Do you know what I'm saying? And that being the case, I'm okay if, quote-unquote, it's going to raise people's eyebrows in my methodology to getting there. Because ultimately speaking, you know it's true. It has to be true. We gave that honor. There has to be an azharah. And just the, the way in which we got there, in Isn't my mind, is significant. That, that have on the shit of the nation, don't do like all the nations of Eretz Yes. Kechol ha-to'evot. Yeah. We, we are, to a certain extent, invoking that pasuk in this context. Is, is that pasuk going to be significant in and of itself? Not so clear. Uh, you'll have to give it a few minutes to understand. We're going to need um, azharot nifradot. We're going to, I mean, keep in, keep in mind, if we just use that, all perikot chet and vayikra, just erase it. Just say, don't do like this. You can go further, all perikaf erase, and say you get punished if you do like any of the Torah. It's clear that the Torah finds it necessary for, for several reasons. Um, just, just as a technical aspect, in terms of korbanot, if it's all encapsulated under one lav, one isur, there'll only be one korban. Even if it's behelem had, even if it's b'shteh, they're only going to have one korban. So that's a major halachic difference in that respect. Okay, says the Gemara onward. Okay, uh, we, we got now the very exciting mishkav uh, zachur. What about the more exciting bestiality, the mishkav uh, behema? Says the Gemara, uh, that we, ish, we dealt with that issue. What about behema mina lan? Mina from where? Lan for us. In other words, we're looking for sourcing that mishkeve behema. As the Mishnah told us, A, has a death penalty. B, the death penalty is sekila, detanura banan, as the rabbis taught in a beraita. Ish, the pasuk, well, I'll first read you the pasuk in entirety and then we'll dissect it in the beraita. The ish, all right, we know what we do with ish already. Asher yiten shechovto bibhema, a person who, who places his shechiva, sounds like the active side, you, can, you already have to be sensitive to that, we know from the last segment in the Gemara, bivhema, in an animal, mot yumat, we know to do with those words as well, ve'et habbehema, and the animal taharogu, of course that's what our Mishnah was talking about, the animal being killed as well, for one of those two reasons. Okay, says the Gemara, tetanura banan ish, Pasuk begins with that word ish, perat lekatan, this is coming to exclude a child, now, generally speaking, we translate child as below the age of 13. 
Ran Rabbeinu Nisim in his commentary over here suggests that Ish in this context might be younger than 13. What do you mean younger than 13? It has to do with a person who's Ra'ui Libi'ah. Ra'ui Libi'ah means a person who's able to, in the eyes of the rabbis at least, go through with the act in a, in a real way. That, generally speaking, the Gemara gives a lower cutoff day. That's nine years and one day. Which means to say, if you're nine years, nine and a half years, so then you're a part of this violation and death penalty. I don't know, I guess it could be a trivia question. When does a child merit, according to some Rishonim, death penalty? The answer would be if there's bestiality with a child above the age of nine. Ish perat le katana. Sheiten shechovto. So I gotta get a. Yeah, I, 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 every Friday, trivia questions. So that one's for you. Asheiten shechovto bidema. It says the Pasuk. Uh, who, who has relations with, uh, not relations, who has uh, the sex act with an animal, okay, so now the derasha is bivhema, and says the derasha and the beraita, and it'll only raise your eyebrows even more, ben gedola ben ketana. You should know, when we talk about behema, we don't specify if it's an adult, mature animal, or a young, uh, immature animal, ben gedola ben ketana, it doesn't matter the age of the animal. Uh, really? I mean, you really, you really thought we would have distinguished over here? I mean, if they're talking about a human being, I understand. You'll say he's ra'uile, onesh, he has dat, or something like that. Talking about an animal. We saw in our Mishnah, the whole reason for an animal is one of two. Either he's kalon, or he's takala. It doesn't matter what age the animals, of course. I mean, this is going to be so simple that it's going to be ben gedola, ben ketana. It says aruch laner, but were you listening to what we said a second ago? Gedola and ketana might not mean, or possibly we're suggesting means younger than the time when you have the appropriate knowledge. It means means that you're appropriate for this act based on the Hachamim's understanding of, call it the uh, anatomy, the, the biology of the person, nine years. Well, that means by the animal as well, even if it's younger than they're still going to be put to death. Why would you say it's still put to death? Well, our Mishnah already told us it has nothing to do, quote unquote, with a sin of the animal, it has to do with the lingering, lasting effects of the animal, the kalon, the takala, the stumbling block, the embarrassment. As a result, that's the derasha over here in the Beraita, ben gedola, ben ketana, not having to do with gil mitzvot, not 13 or 12, but rather whatever age it is, and it's much younger, I assume, than human beings, um, in terms of what we call ra'u'i lebiyah, concludes the, 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 the Beraita, mot yumat biskila. How, is, how are they put to death, a person, both the animal and the human being who have these relations? Biskila, stoning, ataumer biskila. Ask the Beraitan itself, where'd you come up with sekila? Pasuk says, put to death. We've pointed out more than once, motumat, we had derashot, we had understandings. Henek, motumat, without any other interpretation, just be put to death in the Torah means strangulation. The easiest interpretation in Bioshia, we saw it just a daf and a half ago, is that's the lowest level of severity, our Mishnah told us on daf memtet. That being the case, if the Torah doesn't specify what it is, you say, henek, motumat biskila? Why biskila? Taumer biskila? Oenoela be'achat mikomitota murot Torah. Maybe it's serefa, herek, henek, where'd you come up with sekila? Ne'emar kan, the derasha in turn is as follows, on the one hand, the pasuk says taharogu. Okay, the pasuk says that the person puts it vene emar lehalan ki harog tahargenu malehalan biskila afkan biskila. It's a gezera shava again and a gezera shava again to of the yedaoni of the yedaoni the circumstance of sorcery. 
to uh, two separate types of individuals involved in the sin of sorcery, that's the specific ways. Uh, and the pasuk explicitly over there says biskila. We have a gezerashava linking our mishkeve behema to oviyedoni to understand the same way by sorcery by oviyedoni the punishment is sikila. So too over here. All right, we. It's going to have to be a hekesh in the pasuk of some sort. Uh, yeah, it's going to it's, it's, it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be that you have the gezerah shavat to there, and then you're the Gemara assumes that the same punishment is given to the man and the animal. Again, I'm I'm just giving rabbinic terminology. Hekesh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so it says the Gemara. That's Maharsha. Yeah. Good. All right. Says the Gemara onward. Lamadnu onesh lashochev onesh lanishkav minalan. Well, the pasuk which warned was uh, in the context of uh, the active side of it. Excuse me, not that warned. That gave the punishment. The pasuk I just read to you is a person who gives shechivato, right? Or, or ra- rather, isha sheitem shechovto. That difference can be significant in a second. Shechovto means the person is the active side. It's the one who penetrated the animal. How do you know if he brings the animal upon him if he's not the active side of it? Talmud Omar kol shochev im behema mot yumat. That pasuk can help me. That pasuk seems to reiterate. It's only if you're the active one. The word is shochev. You did the act. This is a classic. If the Torah is unnecessarily redundant, it's not. In other words, if the Torah already told you, don't do shechiva with behema as an onesh, you'll be punished. And then it repeats it again without any meeting the eye difference. It's not being migale, something I didn't know already. Although it appears to just be talking about shechiva, this is the kind of thing I was mentioning to you earlier, Judah. We're going to do this. In other words, if I can't find a better reason for it, so I'll say teneo inyan. Teneo inyan, what other halacha am I learning? The nishkab, which means they have two pesukim, both which seemingly are talking about shochev in behemah. I'm describing one as shochev, the other one as nishkav. I found my onesh. Okay, says the Beraita in its continuation. Lamanu onesh ben shochev ben nishkav. I now found an onesh, the punishment of sikilah for each. Azhara minayin. And I know that there's a warning as well. Again, generally speaking, I turn to Vayikra Perik Yodhet for my warnings. Kaf for my punishments, Yodhet for my warnings. As I said more than once, we got our Yom Kippur learning right here in these classes. So Yom Kippur, now we could focus on Teshuvah instead of the Kiryat Torah of Mincha. Anyway, says the Beraitavir, what's the Derasha? This time, not to Vayikra Perik Yodhet, but rather to Parashat Mishpatim, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Talmud Lomar, Chom Behema Lotiten Chechoptecha Letom Abba. The Pasuk does not describe a punishment. Pazuk just describes you should not be involved in this act with an animal. Well, that being the case, that's my azhara. Not in Sefer Vayikrai, even in Sefer Shemot and Parashat Mishpatim. It is? No. No, Shemot Per Kafbet. Vav. Am I wrong? Oh, the Choshochevim Behemamot Yumat was in Mishpatim. I'm sorry. Yes, back in Vayikra, you are correct. Vayikra Perik Yodhayat. Okay, so this one's appropriate. All right, the earlier one. Hey, says, says the Gemara, that, that's my Pasuk. Lamadnu Azhara La Shochev. Well, that Pasuk is talking about a Shochev. Chobehemalotiten Shechovtecha. La Nishkav Minayin. What about the one who the animal is on to them? Uh, anyone have a guess where Rabbi Akiva is going to go with this one? That's right. Rabbi Akiva is going to turn it from Shechov Techa into Shechiva Techa. 
he's going to do the same to- sort of word changing. Anyone have a guess how Bishmael is going to do this? He's somehow going to make a Gezer three three-way uh, from Kadesh. Same thing's going to happen over here. Talmud Lomar, lo ye Kadesh mi bnei Yisrael. Pasuk on the one hand says in Sefer Melachim, there should not be and there will not be a Kadesh who does like the To'evot of the Goyim. To'evot of the Goyim, as Jesse said, is very broad. It includes, although... Uh, it would appear to just include the male relations, as the Gemara over here, and it's understanding of Bishmael. It's all inclusive. It's even Bishmael, Ve'omer, Ve'gam Kadesh Hayabar. It's divided Bishmael. So Bishmael has this uh, this derasha in which he turns to Melachim, turns to our Torah, Lo Ye Kadesh in our Torah, uh, the Kadesh of Sefer Melachim. And Sefer Melachim, it says all the ways of the non Jews. You're now linking that up. Wait a second, how do you know that means male and female? To'eva tells me it means male and female. How do you know it means male and female? By, uh, by animal, excuse me, not male and female. It means that whether you're the passive or active uh, side of it, because to'eva, which was used by homosexuality, was whether you're active or passive. So to over here, whether you're active or passive, a little bit of a convoluted derasha, but that's the derasha, and I say to you again, this sort of derasha, in my mind, is a derasha, which is not mehadesh, but is megaleh. We know the halacha, we know there's an onish, we're looking for an azhara, we need to reveal something, and we're willing to take a derasha license in order to gather Omer and Osari Omer Lotiten Lotiten Pasuk says don't do Shechovtecha, which sounds like the this, the active side, instead of reading it as Shechovtecha, read it as Shechivatecha, being the Shechiva, meaning the passive side. And that is the Derashot here in the Gemara. So we had twofold issues with regards to Mishkav Zachur, finding the Azhara, Mahlok between Biakiva and Bishmael, and Mishkav Behema, the Azhara for the Nishkav as well, Mahlok al Biakivan and Bishmael. So say to me, if you told us throughout, Rabbi, that this is just a Derasha, which is Megaleh, and it's not really bringing us in a different direction, could there possibly be halachic ramifications between whether I do one derasha or the other type of derasha? The Gemara says, absolutely, absolutely, really. How so? Says the Gemara, well, let's, let's try to wake, break this down. What about the following situation? Haba'al hazakhur, again, if you didn't think we... We didn't think we were getting uh, dirty enough. Well, here we go. Habal zakhur vehevi alav zakhar. What about the following circumstances? The person has both, well, it could be with the same person, uh, the active and passive side of relations, male to male. In such a circumstance, it's all bishogig. What's the punishment in such a situation? Certainly bishogig, we're dealing only with a korban. How many korbanot? Well, the Gemara in Masechit Shabbat and Daf'ayin Alif has the following principle when it comes to korban hatat. As it says, when it comes to Korban Hatat, if for argument's sake it's Shabbat, let's, for argument's sake I'm doing one Melacha over the course of the whole day, I don't realize it's Asur on Shabbat. So I've just been gardening all of Shabbat, doing Melechit Koseh, the entirety of Shabbat, that's what I'm Zorea, Horesh, whatever it is, I'm doing one the entire Shabbat, without at any point awakening to reality either that it's Shabbat or that I'm not allowed to do this on Shabbat, one Korban Hatat. I may have done my entire garden and cut a hundred times, a thousand times, one Korban Hatat. If alternatively something strange like the following happens, all of a sudden my neighbor passes by and says, did you know Shabbat Shalom, Rabbi. I was like, oh, Shabbat. 
he passes by, and then, I don't know, I get distracted again, and then forget that it's Shabbat and continue cutting. That's no longer what's called Beheilim Ehad. It's not one forgetfulness, it's two separate forgetfulness. Again, far fetched, but that's the suggestion. Two Korban Hatats, and so forth, a hundred times if it happens. Now, what if it's all Beheilim Ehad? It's all Shabbat, or it's all. Uh, I, I don't remember that I'm not allowed to do this, but I'm doing separate issues. Now, when it comes to Shabbat, there's a Mahlokit of Havara, Lilav Yatsat, Havara, Lehalek Yatsat. So uh, go with one opinion on Shabbat, Havara, Lehalek Yatsat. Each one of the Melachot, the 39 Melachot on Shabbat, have their own designation, which means to say they would all get their own Korban Hatat. If I'm out in the garden, not realizing the entire day, never awakening to reality that it's Shabbat, that I'm not allowed to do this, and I'm cutting, and I'm seeding, and I'm watering, and I'm so on and so forth. How many Korban Hatats? If I maintain like that, as many violations as I did, a Korban Hatat for each of those. Well, that being the case, it means that it's very important in this realm of Halakha to know what is the heading to this Isur. Does it have the same heading of the uh, uh, Isur as the other activity you did, or are they different? Again, I mentioned in the context, the easiest way to teach it, of Shabbat, it's the Pasuk, it's the third Pasuk, fourth Pasuk in this week's parasha. Pasuk says in the context of the Mishkan, Vayakel, uh, Shabbat. And then it says, Lo tiva'aru esh bechol moshevotechem beyom ha-Shabbat. I'm not allowed to do any melachal, Pasuk says. Lo tiva'aru esh, but don't kindle any fires on Shabbat. So the Sidukim get very excited about that and they say all the traditionalists are getting it wrong. You're not allowed to have a candle on in your house. That's what the Gemara tells us elsewhere. Which means that Hadlakat Nerot on Shabbat to a certain extent, not to a folks, but to a certain extent is a polemic against the Sidukim. We say we leave candles on. We don't light it on Shabbat. We leave candles on on Shabbat. We're okay. The electricity could be burning on Shabbat. We won't put it on, but we'll have it going. That's one, one point to be made, but that's not what you're learning from this Pasuk. Why does it take Havara, one of the 39 Melachot, and separate it and distinguish it from the rest? First and foremost, just very basic, philosophically speaking, fire already is very parenthetic. Fire represents our ability to create. I've read more than once in books of sociologists and anthropologists that in the history of humanity, our discovery of fire was the most one of the most significant moments in human life. It's hard to believe you'd imagine, I don't know, the wheel or something like that. Fire, because fire brought forth the ability to warm ourselves in any climate, in any circumstance, even if we don't have a house around ourselves, we could light a fire, we could get warm. It had the ability to cook food and not eat food which is undercooked, raw, and it gives you all sorts of diseases. It brought forth the ability to, to mold metal. It brought forth the ability to rid ourselves of certain germs. Fire is and was very significant. As a result, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Shabbat, through Moshe, says, Shabbat fundamentally is a day in which your creative capacity, turn it off for a day, be able to abstain specifically from fire. Of course, there's 39, 38 others, but fire is great representation of what you can do with your life. So well, that being the case, but I want more than philosophy. What is So there's two opinions. One opinion is, It's coming to tell you that it's a melacha, it's a love. We're not going to address that opinion right now. The other opinion is Havara lehalek yasat. It says that Havara, the reason the Torah specifies one. Okay, my philosophy, quote unquote, for why Havara. But the fact that the Torah separates, instead of just saying, don't do any Melachan Shabbat, 
Don't do this melacha. It's telling you each melacha has its own name. And as a result, so what? I'm not allowed to do any of them. But it means as a result, korban hatad, you'll bring even for each one of those. Okay, that all being the case, back to our Gemara over here. Here's the circumstance. A person has passive and active relations with this, or a sex act with this animal. What's the halacha going to be? How many korban hatats? Is it one name or two names? Oh, now we'll turn to Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva, and we'll say that's the difference. Bishmael says it's two separate derashot. I have one derasha for the azhara by the shochev, and then I have my loyye kadesh derasha. Remember that one for the nishkav. Two separate korban hatat. Says Rabbi Akiva, no, that's not the way it worked. You forgot. I told you it's tishkav, it's tishachev. It's all the same thing. One korban hatat. You take turns. I don't need, I don't need, I don't want to imagine, but I think we can understand, you take turns. It's, keep in mind, it's not at the same moment. It's it's without realizing, you know, without realizing the violation. If it's bimezid, you don't get put to death more than once, as we pointed out. You only get put to death once, that's clear, they're both sekilah, non-ish. It's all, you have to understand, korban, as tedious as it is, it opens a whole world of conversation for hachamim. When you're dealing with death penalties, one death penalty, you're done. We don't need to get into these conversations. This is what keeps them excited. It's supposed to keep us excited. In other words, how many korbans you can do. You can't do how many deaths you're going to get. Anyway, says the Gemara again. So here, here it is. So in a circumstance, or a person has, in a, a situation of both, he's, he's ba'al hazachur, in the second to last narrow line, third to last, ve'haba'al alav zachar. Why so? Hada, one of the korban hatats milotishkav. From don't actively do it. Hada kadesh. That's the passive one. The two separate names. One's called kadesh. One's called tishkav. What's that? Lotishkav, lotishachiv, hadahi. It might be uh, we're reading it differently, but when it comes down to it, fundamentally, it's all derived from the same word. He had to do fancy acrobatic uh, rabbinic uh, reading in order to get there. As a result, one korban. What about similarly, and we'll conclude with this for now, haba'la behema vevi behema alav? Almost identical, identical in terms of its technicalities for us, uh, both the passive and active side of with an animal. Same thing. Why two? And Right? Hada, one of the Isurim, one of the Korban Hatat is Lotiten Shechovtecha, the Hada, the other one from Lo Yekadesh, the Devrer Biakiva, Eno Hayavela Ahat, Shechovtecha, Vishchivatecha, Hadahi, it all gets the same name. Is it the same violation? It's the same name, it all gets derived from the same Pasuk. In our qualification, in our classification system, it's all going to be considered one to merit you one Korban according to the Biakiva. So, ironically, although I argued throughout, and I will continue to do so, that what we're dealing with really fundamentally over here is Derashot, which are megalot, they're revealing as opposed to being mehadesh, because these derashot are a little bit difficult derashot in that respect. Nonetheless, the suggestion of Rabbi Avau, we'll suggest the dissenting opinion tomorrow, of Rabbi Avau is that there is a halach, there would be a halachic difference between the two. According to Rabbi Ishmael, two separate entities. You have to understand those two separate wrongful acts. According to Rabbi Akiva, they are two wrongful acts, but fundamentally they're one, and therefore there would only be one korban hatat if it's behe'ilei mehad, Amen, amen.